0: Lot Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to This Week in Accountable Care. I'm your host, Greg Masters. Getting a slightly late jump here on doing the show, I just uh, am uh, going to say that uh, this last-minute effort to organize my thoughts in a blog post uh, proved to be trying to get too much in before uh, the go-live time here today. So we are broadcasting on Wednesday. It is the 29th of August, the end of summer is in sight, a very hot summer no doubt for uh, most of the country, we've been somewhat blessed and inoculated against the extreme heat here in San Diego, but uh, so be it, today we're going to resume our broadcasting, which we've attempted to do weekly and it just has been way too much with all the other things that are going on here in the content, production, curation, distribution world here in social media, and uh, we're not just uh, restricted here uh, to This Week in Accountable Care. Actually, the sponsor of this program is ZanateMedia.com, and that's with an X, X X-A-N-A-T-E-Media.com. We produce a number of shows, up to and including uh, This Week in Oncology with uh, noted uh, Twitter evangelist Dr. Richard Just, a.k.a. at Kimo the number one. We do that weekly. And we've been trying to keep this week at Accountable Care going as well as the blog ACO wants on a regular basis. Uh, and for those of you who are active in the content, original content production world, not simply repurposing and curating others' content but producing it yourself, Know that that takes a lot of work, A, to be out there and capture it, B, to actually then reduce it down in a way that makes sense and then publish it and draw engagement in it by comments or sharing on Twitter and such. Anyway, with that that out out of the way, I wanted to talk about the uh, news that's top of mind for me in the accountable care world, because while we've had somewhat of a dormant summer, make no mistake... The market is just absolutely plowing ahead, whether you're looking at it solely from the purpose of cms driven strains of accountable care organizations as codified in, in federal in law and then federal regulation, but look at what falls under the rubric of sort of look alike or seems to be something resembling an accountable care organizations which really addresses the entire uh, range of entities that we're seeing announced on a near daily basis by the likes of Aetna, Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, some privately labeled integrated delivery systems, et cetera, that there's this massive movement into the accountable care uh into fielding accountable care organizations in their respective markets, so I was actually uh triggered into this today by an article that appears in Forbes. Let me pull it up here i'm I've actually got this in draft form on the blog, but I don't yet have it published and it uh made some observations that i uh is not <laughs> uh is not on often that I uh, takes a little bit of exception to, having a, a slightly different horizon than many who are participating in the conversation of late. And it is uh, published on Forbes today, and it is titled, uh, Sign of Change, Doctors Offering Price Guarantee to Insurers by Bruce Jepson again, on Forbes, let me open that one up because I want to summarize this and then talk somewhat about his observations in the piece. He writes, Sign of Change, Doctors Offering Price Guarantees to Insurers, again, by Bruce Jepsen on Forbes, Japsen, J-P-S-E-N, Sorry, Bruce. In what could be a surprising and growing trend, one of the Midwest's largest providers of medical care is bringing a price guarantee to a new concept being pushed by the Obama administration that rewards doctors and hospitals for working together to improve quality. Milwaukee based Aurora Healthcare has formed an accountable care organization and is working with Aetna, Inc., A E T, and WellPoint subsidiary Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield in Wisconsin that are packaging commercial health insurance products using Aurora doctors and hospitals that offer small and medium-sized businesses a price guarantee Uh, in the latest in the it's the latest in the evolution of ACOs which are becoming a more popular option over costly fee-for-service medicine ACOs link medical care providers together to improve quality if the providers in the ACO achieve better outcomes, they share money saved with the health plans. Aurora executives say that they can promise the stable rates in what employers spend on healthcare as a result of improved patient outcomes and efficiencies. So let me divert there for a moment. And I started compiling this on my blog post on ACO Watch. I would say, and I will peg that uh, this is neither new, uh, unique, nor driven by the Affordable Care Act. This is a trend that began a long time ago, several decades ago, actually. But let me put a face on it in terms of its most recent contemporary iteration, and that would date back to Geisinger's rollout of Proven Care. Uh, Proven Care is a bundled, packaged cardiac care services that's made available at a fixed price and a guarantee to the payer. And in this case, that payer happened to be the homegrown, home-baked payer of Geisinger Health Plan. Okay, So they were ineffectively guaranteeing within themselves in the context of an integrated delivery system where they operate both a health plan as well as a hospital, as well as an affiliated medical group, essentially guarantee a package of services in exchange for a fixed rate, a fixed rate as well as a, an outcome. And this was rolled out in 2006. So I point out that it's, it's neither new nor is it stem or uh, influenced uh, uh, by the movement towards accountable care It's simply a revision and extension of what's been done over the last three decades. And let me add a little more context to it. So not just proven care. And, oh, by the way, proven care happens to be near and dear to the heart of the uh, director of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation, Dr. Rick Gilfillan. He came out of the Geisinger Health Plan, was rather intimately familiar with, Proven Care, and when I had the opportunity to chat with and interview uh, Dr. Gilfillan at the Kaiser Health Innovation Summit um, two years ago, I had mentioned to him and asked him why he thought there was a slow rate of uptake on the Proven Care model elsewhere in the industry vis-a-vis other payers and so forth. He looked at me and smiled. He says, "That's a great question. I wish I had an answer." So I think he was being polite, but I think uh, the, the truth is that um, there are innovators and there are those who sit on the sidelines and if they do anything, they adopt a me-too approach, which may or may not have the DNA or composition of what could work in their market, so people kind of let it slide. So anyway, Proven Care has been out there minimally since 2006. Is precisely about uh, what the subject of this article in Forbes is about today. And, And let me add that the foundation on which the proven care program was built came on the heels of extensive contracting both direct and otherwise for packaged services specifically in cardiac services that bond that bound a hospital a, a medical group or a physician service to a fixed price uh, for certain DRGs so this was going on in the late 80s and carried forward through the years, codified more recently in 2006 by Geisinger, and now it's being recirculated here as, as something new. So, so while I say uh, great to see this article in Forbes, uh, certainly in line with the implementation of the Affordable Care Act and specifically Section 3022 pertaining to accountable care organizations, it's not new. So let's continue. Uh, Okay. Um, Aurora's commitment is that the employer's costs won't go up by a certain amount for three years. To get the guarantee, the employer has to sign a three-year contract with Aetna or Anthem. Cost savings will vary depending on the employer's past cost increases and claims experience, but could potentially drop 10%, Aurora says. This is a game changer, says Dr. Nick Turkle, Aurora Healthcare President and Chief Executive. An ACO effort through the Medicare program launched earlier this year under part of the Affordable Care Act. It has exceeded expectations with more than 150 groups of medical care providers contracting with the so called Medicare Shared Savings Program in the private sector, more like ACOs like Aurora's, are also forming across the country, contracting with insurance companies. Most, most major health plans linking with ACOs like United Health Group, Humana, and most Blue Cross and Blue Shield plans. Here's how it works. An insurance company contracts with the doctors. There you go, that contracting idea. And hospitals through an ACO. Previously, it was a PHO or an uh or a, a physician hospital organization or an IPA on behalf of, of some or a risk-bearing medical group or some integrated care entity who would create the contract, which pushes high quality, less expensive rather than today's payment system that often leads to excessive care by paying for each treatment or procedure that isn't always better. So here you have the the, the contract pricing, the fixed payment, in some cases it was uh, DRG-tied if not a, a, a per capita payment via capitations, which, by the way, ACOs do not do. It's certainly possible that in the private iterations of accountable care, it's, uh, capitation could be a payment option both for hospitals and physicians, but that would be specific to the, the contract to the parties in that agreement. Generally speaking, the Medicare Shared Services Program simply, whether you're in the pioneer group or the standard Medicare Shared Savings Program, or the Advanced Payment Program for both rural and physician-led ACOs. This is a fee-for-service program. The Medicare program is a fee-for-service program, and it deals with budgeted benchmarks and savings in relation to those budgets. It's not capitated. Anyway, Aurora says it has used its ACO to treat its own employees in recent years. This is usually the entry point. Your own employee base and saw health care costs dropped two point four percent in two thousand ten, while most large employers saw their costs rise ten percent or more by several estimates it's interesting to note that the Digital Health Summit conference here in uh, San Diego recently we had uh, dr uh, migliori Richard migliori who I believe is Senior Vice President for Medical Affairs at the United Health Group, and he he, uh, gave a presentation where he spoke about how United Health Group, applying these principles, was able to essentially arrest and reduce the medical trend factor for their employee health plan in such a way that they sustain benefits they provided incentives into the program, were able to increase the incentives to participate in the program, and held the program's claims experience to a flat to declining trend versus prior to program implementation. So this would be another version of an ACL program internally artic- uh, articulated for purposes of an employee health plan and United Health Group. Obviously, their are health plan themselves demonstrating it on their own population. They're actually demonstrating the results and walking that talk. To make this guarantee, we look at three years of each employer's claims history to determine exactly what type of care and how much of care was delivered, says Rick Klein, Executive Vice President for Growth, Marketing, and Development for Aurora Healthcare. We apply our own intelligence base. We imply our own intelligence based on our 15 years of experience with our employers. We look at the integrated value that Aurora Healthcare brings, and we put a guarantee on that understanding that if we provide all the care, we can be more efficient than the general market. Again, that from Bruce Japson on Forbes titled, Sign of Change, Doctors Offering Price Guarantees to Insurers. Another piece that uh, I want to bring to your attention was actually stimulated by a Kaiser Health News report, and we'll pull that one up here too, because I actually wrote a response to it to, uh, on the blog. Uh, the, title, the original title of the Kaiser piece is Hospitals Look to Become Insurers as Well as Providers of Care. Story was produced in collaboration with the Washington Post by Ronnie Karen Raven on kaiserhealthnews.org Published August 26th This story was developed in collaboration with the Washington Post Michael Dowling a burly Ireland native running one of New York's largest hospital networks is prepared to turn his business model on its head He wants to keep his hospital bids Empty rather than full. Yikes, go figure. That's because the North Shore LIJ, that's Long Island Jewish health system, with 16 hospitals and more than 300 outpatient centers in the Long Island and New York City area, is laying the groundwork to be an insurer as well as a provider of care. Like other chains across the country, it's under intense pressure from public and private insurers as well as employers to accept flat rate payments for care rather than reimbursements for every service. And that puts pressure on hospitals not just to manage costs, but to keep people well, in short, to act more like insurers. This is a huge, dramatic cultural shift, said Dowling a president and CEO of North Shore LIJ, who expects it will take several years to market coverage to the general public. Once the system becomes an insurer, picking up the tab for hospitalization rather than generating revenue from it, more, sources will be, more resources will be devoted to preventive care, Dowling said. The last place I'll want you to be is in the hospital, he said. I'll be doing everything to get you to take care of yourself. Hospitals from Colorado to Virginia are exploring similar strategies spurred by rising costs and incentives in the health law. An estimated 20% of networks market and insurance product, including MedStar Health, serving the Washington-Baltimore region with Georgetown University Hospital and eight other facilities. Another 20% are exploring doing so. According to a survey last year of 100 hospital leaders by the advisory board, this trend is definitely picking up steam across the country, said Chaz Rhodes, the firm's research officer. Shout out to Chaz, active participant on Twitter. Really good stuff at the advisory board. So, you know, here again, it seems as if uh, the uh, attribution here is to the Affordable Care Act, which is is, is stimulating um, this these conversations around uh, integration, and um, integration is one of the proven models out there, and has been demonstrated by those systems which have the right motivation and the right incentives. It it remains to be seen if the uh, traditional hospital medical community that has grown up initially under cost-based, later charge-based, and more recently fixed payment-based, at least for certain hospital services, can move into this framework of seeing the hospital as a cost center. Hospitals outside of integrated delivery systems like Kaiser, Geisinger, Mail, Intermountain Healthcare, and, and the like, the, um, view their hospitals as revenue centers, not cost centers. So the world, according to the health plan where a hospital is an expense as opposed to a revenue center, is a shift that's going to occur if we are to believe this is a trend that's being uh, picking up steam in the marketplace, stimulated in part by the Affordable Care Act, as well as decades of health policy evidence that integration works. Properly incented and properly enjoined by like minded people with a mission of patience first, that it can succeed. And those are a lot of ifs and certainly a lot of moving parts. So it it, it does remain to be seen whether this is going to happen. Now I want to, running out of time here, so I want to move to another article uh but the the bottom line i would I would direct you to acowatch.com dot com and look for the post hospitals back in the insurance biz good news or bad news um, my concluding is uh the prior version of this um, was not Uh, was a a smear of integration on top of a production and fee-for-service mindset, and it was a train wreck in the making, and we witnessed a train wreck. So here we're going back at it, trying to take another bite of the apple this time. Hopefully things are different. When this happened previously, just I might add, we were able to keep uh, this esoterica, if you will, uh, health policy issues, the cost of medical care, the future you know medical uh, the future affordability of of hospital and physician services, given average incomes and so forth it mostly stayed contained inside health policy, healthcare care leadership conversation today the the horse is out of the barn the the, the entire economy is at risk uh, the federal budget is 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 at risk simply due to the cost of Medicare and Medicaid and projections over the next couple of decades that if we do nothing, it will just bankrupt the country. So it's no longer um, a contained conversation, but check it out. Hospitals back in the insurance biz, good news, bad news. And I absolutely love um, my response from um, colleague uh, Vince Caritis over at the eCare Management blog. Who published a piece on the healthcare and the healthcare blog? <laughs> titled, he actually he comes back at it and says, um, "Where are we now? Where are you, Vince?" He actually commented on the site and said, "For those hospitals actually thinking about entering the insurance business, his two cents was uh, you know essentially take a chill pill, and uh, he posted six reasons why you shouldn't do that. so I'd encourage you to check out the healthcare blog. But let me get back to the final piece I can talk about here, which ran in um, Information uh, Week Healthcare." informationweek.com, titled Eight Accountable Care Organizations Worth a Closer Look. And these are essentially, I believe, uh, profiling what we see in the pioneer class. And I have done a drill down, or in the process of doing a drill down, of those pioneers, at least in the California area, uh, several of which I am rather intimately familiar with. Um, including the Heritage ACO uh, organized by Dr. Richard Merkin of uh, Heritage Provider Network, Uh, rather uh, long-term, successful, independent uh, player in the managed healthcare world, making a, a fairly significant stake, claiming a stake in the ground of accountable care organizations being one, the other is uh, Monarch Healthcare, which is just, just up the street away from where we are here in San Diego in Irvine. And Monarch is a rather progressive uh, uh, physician organization who uh, in the last 12 months actually wound up being acquired by United Health Group Optum. Uh, and they are uh, you, if, you, if you look at it's so hard to generalize here, but uh, one of the observations that came out of the premier, uh, which is the premier cooperatives they have uh, in for their hospitals interested in forming ACOs, is that they have six observations that came out of their experience. Uh, one is that a one is there are many different organizational models that can work for ACOs. If you've seen one, you've seen one. Two, ACOs must align businesses with value-based payments. They must align their uh, business incentives with value-based payments. Three, leaders need to design collaborative incentives. Four, ACOs need financial modeling to assess economic impact five extensive investment in health information technology is needed to coordinate care and six acos must measure performance on a broad range of measures so there you have a rather you know um, global footprint of um, of the room in which you can move (laughs) to design essentially an accountable care organization so it's, it's really hard to classify um, a cookie cutter approach no it's not a hard to classify it's impossible and it will not make sense for a cookie cutter approach but monarch i like to relate monarch here in california to advocate in illinois in as much as the it, it would be one it's one example of a other than an integrated care community a private medical community that came together to work inside of managed care that formed PHOs and IPAs and went after global payments and risk contracting and stayed together to jointly contract on behalf of hospitals and physicians who have survived. And they are now stepping up and into the ACO world and have not too long ago posted some rather promising results as to their experience. So anyway, with that, I'm sorry. I probably bit off a little more than I could chew today in terms of viewing the headlines in the news and maybe delve a little bit too deep in just uh, some of these. But we will resume our broadcast. I'm going to start a deep dive into California Pioneer Class ACOs. We'll talk to each one of them individually and take a broad sampling of those entities that are in the advanced payment program. So with that, Greg Master is going to sign off. Hope you got something out of the program today, and if not, give us a try next time.